What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hot Shots. I'm JD Johnson. With me always are my two favorite co-hosts in the whole world. It's the Houdini and Deepaw. What's poppin', boys? Dude, why do you put the the in front of Houdini? There's only Just, one I... Houdini. No, there's not. There's... Not the way you spell it, though. So it's a little different. Okay, yeah, okay. I buy that. All right. All right, sorry. What up? <laughs> What's up, Deepaw? <laughs> Dude, not much. Just listen to Dino defend his position. <laughs> we got a special quick episode for you today. Today we're going to be ranking best trades at the 2023 MLB trade deadline, which ended at 6 p.m. Eastern time, August 1st. I'm going to start it off. My number three, Randall Gritchick and CJ Crone for two minor leaguers, not prospects, went to the Angels. The prospects went over to the Rockies. Um, I personally love this. The Angels are building for a postseason push. We want to see this. If you're a sports fan, you want to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs. Earlier this week, they acquired Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. Just nice ads. Going to get Trout back by the end of this year and make a run for it. Give yourself a chance. Just to give into a little bit of numbers real quick. Randall Gritchick is hitting 307 with nine bombs and an 867 OPS. Wow. I know some people may think that he was at Coors. Maybe that's, you know, it's a, it's not exactly what it would be playing in Anaheim. But look. The Angels lack something. They lack a lot of offense. How many times do we talk about, and anybody that watches baseball sees that Otani got in all the runs for the Angels. You know, clearly they're struggling offensively. I think Randall uh, Gritchick could help with this. CJ Crone, batting 258, 11 bombs with a 771 OPS. Not what you want. You could say the opposite thing about it is that he's not even doing well in Coors Field. But again, this is a guy that had multiple seasons of 40 homer seasons. So if you're willing, yeah, if you're willing to bet on a guy for a rental, CJ Crone, I feel like, is the guy. And you didn't really give anything up. You gave up two minor leaguers that weren't even your prospects. I think this is a fantastic deal. It's definitely a great trade. It's not on my list, but it's definitely a great trade. My, My only issue with the Angels going for this is who you're chasing. That's yeah. my only issue with this is you're going to have to leapfrog the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Astros and the Rays. Yeah, I got to commend mean? the I got to commend the GM for going for it. Uh, you know, I I think it was the wrong call. I would have traded Otani. Um, but you know, he said he's going for it and he, you know, they're making the trades to make it happen. Uh, interesting tidbit um, one of the prospects in that deal uh, was a, a kid drafted, I think in like the third or fourth round uh, here locally where I I am. So that's pretty cool that he was involved oh, in a pretty high profile trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake by, Madden. Shout out East Penn. And, and, and by the way, they, they don't need to jump. I'm sorry. They don't need to jump the Astros and the Rays. They need to jump the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. So I do think they have a legitimate shot to do it. I think it is a fantastic trade. And you're going to have to make moves like this when you're tied up in one of the worst contracts in the history of sports, which is what Anthony Rendon has. Uh, Dino, who's your number three? My number three is Michael Lorenzen to the Phillies. Okay, Michael Lorenzen has a three five er three five eight ERA. He's five and seven with a one one WHIP. Right, so uh, you're talking about a guy who, in his last twenty four innings, has allowed three earned runs. Okay, so the Phillies are obviously going for it too. They didn't lose yep. anything basically from their World Series team. Right, mm-hmm. they have Nola, Wheeler, Walker, Lorenzen. Now that's kind of kind of be their you know their four piece, and right now they're currently holding on to a wild card spot. I feel like this is a perfect move for them to kind of solidify the staff. They know what they're going to have during the stretch. 
The offense is starting to come around a little bit. And to be honest with you, they're kind of exciting to watch. Just like they made a run last year, I think they're more than capable to make another run this year. Yeah, I like that. I like that move. Um, you know, they gave up, a, I think, their number five prospect for it. But, um, you know, he played second base. They had Bryson Stott there. Bryson Stott's the future. Great ball player. So, like, you got to commend him for going for it. And they didn't need a stud. They didn't need to be in on, you know, one of the marquee guys, um, a Scherzer or Verland or anything like that. They needed an innings eater and a, a dude who's not going to lose a game for you. And that's Lorenzen. Love that move. Yeah. If you get somebody that's really hot right now, you were just saying last 24 innings, I think, three earned runs only? Yep. Three earned runs in the last 24 innings. Yeah. I mean, you want somebody that's hot, especially going down the stretch when you're trying to hold on to a wild card spot with a really good NL East because you have the Braves, the Phillies, and the Marlins are also doing well. I mean, the Mets are clearly out of it now, and the Nationals were never in it, but the Marlins are in there kicking it too, so you've got to solidify yourself a little bit. But let's be realistic. They're not catching the Braves. They're 11 games back. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. catch the Braves. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I wasn't implying that, but yeah. But it's a competitive division is what I'm saying. It's a very competitive division, and, and I think it's going to continue to get competitive over the years. But obviously, they're playing for the wild card. But they made the World Series last yep. year on a wild card run. So once you get in, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So my number three, speaking of the Marlins, Jedi, Jake Berger getting traded from the White Sox to the Marlins. Dude is an absolute power hitter. 25 dingers, 52 RBIs. Wow. Yeah. Good hitter. He's streaky. He strikes out a ton. I think he was only hitting like 214 or 215 or something. So they know exactly what they're getting. They're getting pop in the lineup. And if the Marlins do make the playoffs, I guarantee he's going to be one of the big reasons why. Yeah, a very underrated pick or or trade, sorry. I I didn't really dig into that one a whole lot. I didn't realize Jake Bowers was having or Jake Burgers was having that great of a season. Um, I know that they ended up getting Josh Bell also and traded Gene Segura away. Gene Segura was not having the season that the Marlins expected, batting two nineteen. He was on the Phillies last year in that World Series team. Was a huge reason for their success. Normally a pretty good contact hitter, not having the season though. That's a good trade though for the Marlins. I'm excited. Being from Florida, I want to go to a playoff game. I got a taste of it last year living in Manhattan, getting to go to the Yankees playoff games, a bunch of them. So I want to see the Marlins make the playoffs. Maybe they go on a run. I get to see like the Braves or something. Maybe the Dodgers, who knows? I'm excited. It's rare to see the Marlins be buyers at a deadline. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that they're also, I want to say they're going for it, but they're going for it, you know what yeah, I mean? As much, um, as much as the Marlins can, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's enough. I think it's good. I, I don't think he – he's not in his walk year, is he? No, uh, no, no way, so. no yeah. way. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I think that's more interesting to me than if they make the playoffs. I think this is more of a move – two or three years down the road because I do think they're close. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy. They, they actually kept a lot of their top prospects. They traded away uh, Jake Eaters, who was actually in the Josh Bell deal, I think, with Gene Segura. Or was he in the White... No, he was in the uh, the Jake Burgers deal. Jake Eaters, yeah, he went to the White Sox. So And he was their number four prospect, so they didn't give up a whole lot, still kept their top three guys. But um, I'm going to keep my number two because I know it might be similar to your guys' number one, and I don't want to spoil that. So Dino, will you go with your number two first? Yeah, my my number my number two is, and I told you guys last podcast, I'm not watching the Yanks the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't lying about that. I am fully on the Baltimore Orioles train. Uh, Jack Flaherty to the O's is massive for them, and I'll explain why. The dude's thrown 109 innings this year, right? I look at his four four three. 
ERA, and I kind of shrug that off. He is a career 41 and 31 pitcher. He's joining a staff with Bradish and Kramer. Dude, all their top four arms all have less than a one three five whip, right? So when you're talking about the Orioles, you're not talking about a staff gunslingers that are exciting to watch. No. They're not gonna they're not gonna go out and win a ball game every single time, but they're gonna give you a chance to win a ball game every single day. Right. So I think that's the part with the Orioles that they're kind of going with is it's probably one of the most complete teams in baseball and it's not complete yet. They just play a good brand of baseball. And when you have arms that can keep this at bay, right, you're going to get a chance. Not only to mention, obviously, they lead the AL East. Uh, number two for me, kind of another, you know, under the radar one here. Uh, you know, I went more truly at the deadline, you know, deals that happened right before the deadline came down. Uh, Paul Seawald, the closer for the Mariners, going to the D-backs. D-backs are having a great mm-hmm. year, but the pen has been atrocious. I mean atrocious. I think they're like 28th in baseball out of the bullpen. So they wow. went out and got a yeah. They went out and got a stud. They clearly met a need that they had. Um, and you know, Seawall doesn't have like you know your typical closer stuff where he's going to blow you away with you know 99, 100 plus. Um, you know, I think his fastball max is like 92, 93, but he's got good movement and it's a deceptive delivery. Um, so I got to commend the D-backs having a great year, going out and getting a, a guy that they absolutely need. Ended up trading away Andrew Chafin too, who was their guy last year, yep. but not having Yo, the year the same year. Chafin is disgusting in the show. Oh yeah, <laughs> like from the disgusting. show in real life is a little different though, Dino. I don't care. He is disgusting. <laughs> Him and Aaron Loop out of the pen. Oh my god. But uh, Deepaw, I like that pick a lot. My number two now. I hope you guys aren't going to get mad at me. I feel like I'm going to get flamed for this, but I'll have reasonings for my number one. My number two is Justin Verlander returning to the Astros. The Astros gave up their number one prospect in Drew Gilbert and a minor league outfielder, Ryan Clifford also. Gilbert is now ranked fourth in the New York Mets system, but this is the reason why I don't like it. The Mets are paying a combined $35 million for Verlander's 2023 and 2024 salary. And they'd pay half of his thirty-three million dollar or million dollar salary in twenty twenty-five if his vesting option um, vests. He has to, I believe, pitch a certain number of innings to make yep. uh, that be approved. And in all, so in all total, they're paying fifty-two point five million of the nearly ninety-three million that will still be paid on his deal pending this option. And I feel like they didn't get like a huge guy. Drew Gilbert is killing it right now in the minor leagues. He's batting well. I think he's batting like three thirty-six. Dude's killing it. Dude's probably going to be in the show soon. Was drafted, I think, last year out of Tennessee. But I don't know, man. I feel like they could have gotten a little bit more because Verlander was had this track record of his last like eight or nine starts to where it was the Verlander of last year. Whereas to Scherzer was kind of going like iffy, kind of back and forth. Yeah, for for the for the pod and for the list, Dean and I both have Verlander as number one. Um, that's why kind of Jedi just leads perfectly into it. So we'll just jump into our number one right here because we're both going to be talking about Burley. Um, yeah. I, I love the deal. Um, Mets cut bait. I know it's a big financial hit, but, you know, they got a billionaire owner, so it doesn't really seem to matter for two years. Um, interesting caveat in that um, in that vesting option you're talking about, Jedi. He also has to finish that year completely healthy. Can't be on, like, the, the IL or any have any uh, injury de- designation at all. Wow. Too, so that's interesting. Um, and, you know, for the Mets, too, I, you know, they deal Scherzer, they deal Verlander. They're going to be going after two starting pitchers next year, and next year's starting pitching class is loaded. Otani, Nola, Snell, Urias, Giolito, 
uh, Eduardo Rodriguez we're talking about, uh, Strowman and Flaherty actually comes up on the um, with Not the to cut you off, too. but also the big Japanese pitcher from the World Baseball Classic will yeah. also be a free agent. Right. What do you think, Dean? Uh, dude, so, look, uh, it's a slam dunk, right? You get Verlander. Everyone knows that the Astros are normally the team to beat. He's basically going back home, so to speak. I just I think it's also a win for the Mets. They tried something, it didn't work. Yep. You, sh- you shed the dead weight. Yeah, you cut bait. Yeah, but when when you when you have an opportunity to go get Verlander, it, it, it's hard to say that they didn't that they didn't win this deadline. Like yeah. it's hard to say, it's it's hard to disagree with that. But I I don't think it's enough for them to win it this year. I, I don't know. I kind of disagree with you on it. I think adding him is going to bring those good vibes back. I think they run it back-to-back this year. I think it's kind of crazy that he was only gone for about, like, six months. Yeah. I mean, why hopefully, leave? Hopefully I didn't understand. House in Houston. Yeah, you know, like, I get that the Astros now aren't paying the basically majority of the contract. That's a fact. I mean, the Mets are paying more than half of the remaining contract. Yep. I just don't understand, like, why did he go back? Like, so it almost makes me think that he really didn't want to leave this whole time. No, he changed, dude. It's it's a money thing, man. Yeah, the, Met, the Mets threw the bag at him. Yeah, for like yeah, probably three what it was, deal, dude. Thirty eight or whatever. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, they're definitely going to go on a run. They got their guy back. They got their ace. They have Valdez. They have Javier. I mean, they're loaded right now. My number one, though. Moving on to it, I'm going to have to defend this. I know I am. It's Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers, and I'll tell you why. They got Luis Angel Acuna, who's Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother. Acuna actually says that his brother is more talented and skilled than he was at the age that Luis Angel Acuna is right now. He's going to be the th- he was the third-ranked prospect in the Rangers organization and is now ranked the second-best prospect in the Mets organization. I think this is a fantastic trade for the Rangers. What a great way to add an ace, a pitcher, when Nathan Ovaldi goes down with a forearm strain. We know what that means. Sometimes that could lead to TJ. Evaldi has had TJ twice. Hopefully he doesn't get it a third time because the dude is electric when he's on the mound. But Max Scherzer is going back to his original pitching coach from the Nationals. That's Mike Maddox. Yes, that is Greg Maddox's brother. So I think that's the thing that's very exciting because maybe it's going to get him back on track to what he's doing. What are you laughing at? Shut up. And no, this is the big part. I hate Dean. Do you know what's funny about that, bro? Do you know what's funny about that, bro? Do you what? know who Houdini, do you know who Houdini's brother was? Who? Exactly. You don't give a fuck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, bro. Mike Maddox, bro, look at the people that he's coached. Max Scherzer turned into an absolute ace with the Nationals. You don't think that he had anything to do with that? On the Tigers, he had above a three ERA. On the Nationals, he he didn't have a he had a sub three ERA his whole career there. How are you gonna argue that the guy doesn't know pitching? Obviously, most of the time, best managers, best coaches are guys that weren't as talented as everybody else. True. That's always been a fact, right? Like Kevin Cash, great manager, average baseball player. Like the only exception could be like Mattingly, but like... Alex Cora too, right? Yeah, Alex Cora was a role player. You know what I mean? Like, so I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I'm just making a point, like... You say he's going back to his old pitching coach, Mike Maddox, and you felt the need to specify that it was Greg Maddox's brother. 
I felt the need to say that because I like fun facts. Not that I actually care that it's Greg Maddox's brother. I find it interesting, and I know somebody listening to this was just appreciative that I said that because they're like, yeah, I wonder Dean. if he's related to Greg Maddox. You yeah, have to Dean. dive in like that, dickhead. Yeah, back off, Dean. <laughs> I'll fight you on sight next time I see you. Anyway, anyway as I go back to my oh, Scherzer rant, you want why another? it's the best trade deadline uh, trade of the 2023 deadline? Because the Rangers are only going to be paying $22.5 million of the remaining money owed to Scherzer. He also is triggering his player option, so you're guaranteeing him to get him next year for 2024, foregoing oh, his opt-out opportunity, and he's still owed under $15 million for the remainder of this season on top of the $43 million next season, just north of a total of $48 million. So the Rangers are paying less than half of that, and the Mets are paying the rest, and they just got themselves an ace, and they got themselves an absolute dog that wants to win and to prove how much he wants to win, which I actually think is hilarious. This article came out on The Athletic today. He said, I talked to Billy Epler. Epler is the GM for the Mets, and he actually threw the GM for the Mets, Billy Epler, under the bus. He said, I talked to Billy. I was like, okay, are we reloading for 2024? Billy Epler, Epler responded and said, no, we're not. Basically, our vision right now is for 25 and 2026. 25 is the earliest, more looking towards 2026. We're Jeez. going to be making some trades around that. Scherzer responded and said, so the team is not going to be pursuing free agents this upcoming offseason or assembling a team that can compete for the World Series next year. Epler replied, no, we're not going to be signing any sort of star talent, and we're wow. going to be making smaller deals within free agency 2024, and it's now looking more of a kind of transition year. Dude, I think the, it's the funny Mets that he threw base, him under the bus. The Mets fan base will absolutely turn on them so fast. And that is why Scherzer said okay to leaving the Mets because he wants to win, dude, and I, I appreciate that. And just to mention a little bit more what I think is awesome, Rangers also acquired Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton from the Cardinals, and the Rangers still kept their top prospect in all of their deals. Yeah, it's a good deadline for the Rangers, but it's also a great deadline for the Mets. I'm not going to go back on the fact that at least this team has a plan. At least they have a five-year plan. <laughs> the five-year plan from the office. Oh, I was thinking of Michael Scott's five-year plan. Anyway, though, that was our <laughs> rank of the 2023 MLB trade deadline. But in that case, though, let us know if you agree or disagree with us. We want to hear from you. We want you to join the conversation here at Hot Shots. You can comment down below on the video if you're watching on YouTube or you can DM us. You can comment on any of our social posts on our any of our Instagrams, TikToks, Twitter, whatever it is. We'll make sure to respond to you. We'll give you a shout out next podcast. We want to hear from you. So again, that's at Hot Shots Podcast on all social media platforms. You'll find us there. Make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends about this podcast. We'd appreciate it a lot. But until then, we'll see you next time.